It's 3 o'clock on the Blitz 1170, and that means it's time for the show with Pop and Colby. I start looking around. I'm like, who wants some of this? I would think you would have a little bit more self-awareness. Yum, yum, give me some. <laughs> Although that might have just ended any and all <laughs> I chances just, of that I just ever killed happening. it. Scott File is alongside trying to keep them on time. It's technically a sports show, but that's debatable. What? Like, you just deserve to not yeah. have penalties Wait. called against you because you're Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid? Well, while Dan Cooper looks at Rico Dowdle's appendage. Daddy! Oh, look at that! Look at this, look at that! What did you say Candace Bergeron looked like? Robocop. <laughs> <laughs> she looked like Peter Weller in the suit. We just want to have fun. Real talk. Don't ever call my bits little again. <laughs> I've never tasted a peacock. My wife's a, a horse person. Blasting their way across Oklahoma. It's the show with Pop and Colby on the Blitz 1170. How young is too young to have your prostate checked? All right, give me the call letters again. Uh, KTSB, the Blitz 1170. KTSB at the plate and whammy! The Blitz 1170, you betcha. Tulsa, happy Tuesday. It is another episode of the show here on the Blitz 1170 and streaming on the Blitz 1170 app. I am Colby Daniels, along with the 2023 Oklahoma Sportscaster of the Year, Jeremy Poplin. And Scott File on the other side of the glass in the Tulsa Oilers Hockey Studio. Gentlemen, every time I hear that intro, I just think to myself, my gosh, we're idiots. <laughs> oh, well, yeah. What is happening, I fellas? I don't need to, uh, I don't even need to hear that to automatically think <laughs> that. Well, it's just it's a just, reminder. It is a reminder, yeah. I I uh, I have a new one in the works, so I think we're going to go like on rotation basis, where we'll uh, start to okay. rotate through some of these. But yes, I am. I'm working on a new version of that. Uh, but yeah, well, I love that one a lot. But yes, I do too. It's, it's hilarious. I I like that one a lot too. It makes I, me laugh every single day. I want to get to a point where we have like ten of these that you just put in a rotator, <laughs> and that some form of version of them or whatever we're feeling that day if we need to that's right go through and maybe maybe we have one that's a little somber <laughs> that's a little different that we play depending on uh what has happened either coming off of a weekend or uh, maybe one that's just chock full of excitement such as um the play-by-play from korea on missing a field goal you know something like that to really kind of kick off uh how we're feeling in terms of emotion that is right. What's happening today? How are you guys doing? I don't know. I feel like I need to hand it over to Scott because uh, his favorite basketball team just fired their head coach out of. Uh, I maybe I maybe I'm mistaken. Is this out of nowhere? Did, was this talked about at all? No, but you could see the signs coming. I mean, the last two games the Bucks have played the Pistons, the worst team in the league, and. They've struggled with them. I mean, the other day, there's a perfect example of this. Chris Middleton hits a mid-range jumper, and nobody gets back to play defense. Pistons go back and get a layup. I mean, the other other night, Giannis is literally drawing up plays on the bench. I mean, there's video of it. You you could see him drawing up plays on the bench. I mean, I – First, first off, I don't think Coach Bud should have ever gotten fired, and I I think Griffin is in way over his head. I think – 
Dame and, and Giannis kind of hit a lot of the inconsistencies. And I mean, there's a reason why there were 30 and 13 it was because of them. Not so much a coach Griffin, but I was just getting ready to ask you how that firing a bud work out for you guys now. <laughs> no, I I hated to see that to begin with. I don't think he should have gotten fired to begin with. Yikes! 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 And now I mean, the interim guy they have coming in is kind of like a professional interim coach. He's been an interim coach like three different places. And then, did I see Shams? Shams say that the leading candidate to maybe get this moving forward is Doc Rivers. He's one of them. Oh yeah. my God. Oh, that guy, unbelievable. Doc Rivers. I think he's going to coach everybody. Like, if you've won 50 games within the last three years, Doc Rivers is going to get that job at some point. Why, so, why is it if you have more than one superstar, everybody just assumes that Doc Rivers is the whisperer? Yeah, I don't know. I has don't he know. Won one title in Boston? Yeah. One with that group? Exactly. With that group. Multiple Hall of Famers. <laughs> oh, yeah, I know. And I'm not I don't downplaying really winning it. a championship, but the way that people, I think, just assume that he is like the superstar whisperer is is wild. Yes, I agree with that. In the same way that everybody assumes Mark Jackson would just come in and, and coach anybody to a championship, right? Yeah, and the it's fact so of the matter is, is that I don't know if Golden State would have ever won a championship with Mark right? Jackson as right. their head coach. Oh, it's wild. But this, to me, was – we saw the writing on the wall like the first two weeks of the season when there was a lot of complaining about what no, – the, the expectation when you pair somebody like Dame and Giannis together is going to be so high that, I mean, anything short of that – and there was tons of criticism out of the gate for, for this team and, and the coach that, yeah, I mean, unless well, they were just leading the East by – multiple games for the majority of the regular season i think this was always going to be the case and i think the nba and basketball in general has proven now that if and because you know my take on the nba continue to say this a handful of guys that are just the elite of the elite and you're there to build something around them everyone else trade bait but when the elite of the elite does not get along with you and can't stand you and then also really doesn't have your back and loses faith in you, guess what? You're getting fired. And this appears to be exactly what happened here because the minute that you lost Giannis, he gone. He's absolutely gone. And, uh, I, yeah, I was reading Chris Mannix here, and he said, you know, this has been kind of in the rumblings the last couple of weeks from some of the Bucks veterans, including Giannis, that they had lost faith, lost faith in Griffin. So I mean, he was literally drawing up plays on the bench. Jeez. Yikes. I mean, it's not at even At that cl- point, yo, you might take Giannis. Yeah. <laughs> it's not even close when you look at the leagues. NBA players by far have the most power of any player oh, yeah. in any oh, league. No doubt, it's yeah. not even close. Well, I was about to make the point, like I would say, not that it, it doesn't matter, but coaching in the NBA is probably the least important of any of the major sports from a coaching standpoint. Hmm. That's interesting. I don't know if I've thought about it that way. I guess it makes a little bit more sense. Again, I'm not saying that it's important or it's irrelevant. I just don't think it has nearly as much weight in the other as the other major sports. And 
I mean, how many how many times have we looked at head coaches in the NBA, and and a lot of it is just being able to manage the personalities in the locker room. Yeah. I mean, I that mean, is... I mean, hell, even the ones that have multiple championships have talked about the managing personalities aspect yeah, of it. Like, that's, Phil... That's, when, you're, when you are coaching a really talented team in the NBA that has more than one all-star caliber player, I think job number one on, on your to-do list is managing the superstar personalities. You know, what's funny is, is like, even when you think of someone like Phil Jackson, what's the first thing you think of? You think of his nickname, the Zen Master, because that was about what? Calming these wild-ass personalities yeah, psychology. down and getting them yeah. to come down and getting them to come together at some point while everything else is like, well, you know, they're running the triangle. So there's old Tex Winter there on, <laughs> on the bench. Tex Winter was like getting more, more props for the design and the flow actually on the court than what Phil Jackson was. That's right. This is about... Hey, here's a great book I think all you guys should check out. <laughs> you should read this. <laughs> oh, gosh. Has has a really talented NBA team ever hired a coach because he draws up great inbound plays? <laughs> no. <laughs> Probably not. No, no it, that has never happened. Not in the last 40 years, no. Right. <laughs> uh, well, I'm sorry, man. I don't know. Maybe you're happy about it. Maybe you are about them getting rid of someone like this. But it did feel a little bit weird, like at the start of the season, when Terry Stotts, former Blazers coach, is like up and being like, all right, I'll see you guys later. I'm out. I'm out. I mean, if you're going to do it, now's the time to do it, though, right? Oh, yes. No doubt. I mean, you don't want to wait until after the All-Star break. No, let's, let's go ahead and... I had an old boss say, hey, if you feel like you're going to get someplace and the fastest way for you to get there is, uh, is you know, a straight line, you just do it. Like, whatever you want and you feel like you need to get there, do whatever it takes to get there. They are not taking the Jerry Jones approach. Because even in, though in what their record is, right, they're still one of the teams to beat in the East, period. No matter what. No Without matter what question. seed, no matter what seed they get, they are still one of the teams to beat. And I Without take question, yeah. Giannis and Dame, even on even if they finished where they had to go on the road, they did not have home court throughout every series. I'd be like, yep, I'll take that. I'll take that right now. I mean, if you gave me today, I mean, we are what? I think I saw this news like 20 minutes ago. I don't know how long it's been out there, but even this fresh off of that news, if you gave me right now the choice to pick one team from the East – to put my faith in to go into the finals, like Milwaukee's still my pick. I would agree with that for sure. Which goes back to my point about probably the coaching position in the NBA is probably the the least yeah. valuable of, of any of the major sports in terms of coaching position. Not they would fall down to a position where they would lose home court because, I mean, they're only three and a half out now from, from the Celtics. Right. They're 30 and 13 for crying out loud. So they, it, they're... They're okay. They're going to be okay. They're three and a half out with veterans that generally are going to really kick it up to another notch after the All-Star break and are still, to some degree, finding you know, their footing with chemistry. That's right. And could you not also make the argument, they're 30 and 13 while having a coach that no one cared for for the past <laughs> couple of weeks and that apparently was a disaster and your star players having to draw plays for. Like, yeah. you're still three and a half back. You have, you have the same record as the team that's leading the Western Conference right now. The exact same record. 
as the Timberwolves. Basketball was wild last night, huh, fellas? While a little in, bit. While Embiid's going to hanging a 70-burger on the Spurs. You got Cat. You got Cat that's doing his thing. You got... You got Wimby, who's still putting up like thirty, <laughs> even even though no one cares because you you saw a guy put seventy on there. Uh, yeah, Cat is just out of his mind, making big shot after big shot. I did have to play some of the calls last night from the Hornets announcer, so this was a three. Uh, I think this is this bucket put Cat at forty one points in the first half. Okay, listen to the Hornets announcer lose his mind. <laughs> That's the Hornets announcer when Cat let that one go to go up to My 41. Gosh. He's no, after he'd already nailed several, several big shots. <laughs> wow. Here's, uh, here's his call when uh, Leakey wins it on the free throw line at the end of the game for the uh, Hornets. <laughs> I don't know who that guy is, but sign me up for that. I I now want to find me a uh, Hornets feed to be able to pay attention to. Eric Collins is his name. In fairness, when you have to call Hornets games, you got to do something. So you probably have to. Separate you don't get yourself many of those bit. opportunities no. either. I was laughing so hard though when uh, play that. Let's play this again, Scott. At this three that cat launched, and he's just screaming at the top of his lungs. Thirty-eight. <laughs> oh god good stuff last night in the uh in the nuba that sound could be interpreted as someone either being stabbed to death or someone having just won the powerball or a uh, a puck flying over your head like we had or, on display that, last yeah. week <laughs> so well done on his part to to put out the type of of noise that is versatile, right? I, Utility knife. I, I agree. Scream. I agree. And doing Probably it for the other team as well. Yeah. Not just not just your team. That is Make it fun for right. all. That is right. Got the kiddo back in school today. It's a good feeling, isn't it? Oh man. <laughs> good but, feeling. You know, between the the Christmas break that felt like it was an eternity, right? And then having like MLK Day off and the multiple snow days or winter weather days or virtual learning days. And I think there was a, a, a te- teacher in service day already in January. My gosh, they, they've probably been in school like six times yeah. since the new year started. It's time for you to take your little ass back to class. I didn't tell her that to her face, but trust right. me, I was thinking that. <laughs> but she knows how to play me, though. Like, she's really figured it out. Like, for instance, yesterday was the virtual learning day. My wife stayed home and worked from home as well. Uh, and my daughter, even though that phrase is in my head because of the days, like you said, that she had to come up here with me, and it's just really hard to get anything done when they're tagging along with you at all in the work setting. I'm saying that in my head, but at the same time, first thing she says when I get home is, um, 
One is I missed you all day, and I wish it was. I, I wish that we just had a day to hang out. And then hitting me again with it multiple times as we're getting ready for bed. Can we just have a uh, Lenny and Daddy day on Saturday? And she she says it quite enough where my wife can't hear it. Like she really knows how to play me. I'm like, uh, God, you need oh, to yeah. go back to school. Oh, yeah. But damn it, if that isn't the cutest thing I've ever heard in my life. No, it's not even that I want him to be gone. It it's so disruptive in terms of just our day to day routines, right? Like, because I I have the same thing where he's like, let's play air hockey, let's let's play games, let's play, you know, let's race in Mario Kart, like all this fun stuff that we do together, and I love doing it. But not being in school for that amount of time, and then going and then not going, the the daily routines just get turned on their head and and slammed on their face and curbed to the point that it just disrupts everything. So that's one thing I think that I've noticed the older I've got is just how routine-driven that we all are. You know, you would have said that, like, in the younger days. Like, okay, yeah, sure, whatever, old man. Whatever whatever you say. Bleh, bleh. But damn it, everyone's right that brought that up. Everyone. I was never that way until a few years ago when – when my son got school age, right? And then you almost, you have to. A lot of it has been this lifestyle too. Like the radio lifestyle isn't necessarily necessarily one that's always about the same routine over and over and over again, outside of a few hours in the afternoon when you're in front of a microphone. There's a lot of moving parts to this. So, uh, but yeah, I think it was right, right before or right after the kiddo got here was like, oh, okay, all right, yes. Routine, very important. Only because it, it just makes it more doable in terms of the, the daily things that you have to take care of. Yeah, and then the other thing, too, is is that um, <laughs> you're like, oh, so this is how and why people are successful. Routines. All right. <laughs> makes some well, sense Well, listen, now. never mind that part. Mm-mm. I'm just saying if my son could could think for himself enough to, like, take a shower when he needs to, to shower and to eat when he needs to eat and dress himself. Like I, we wouldn't even need a routine, but because he doesn't do all that stuff and that's on me, we have to have some sort of routine to, to get through it all. Cause look, my brain is already a, a cluttered mess. I have a hard enough time as well. That's right. Just getting through my own stuff is is a challenge on a day-to-day basis. Now I have to get this other person that doesn't want to do it a hundred <laughs> right. more times worse than I don't to get to do something. I mean, and, and she is already, I call her a, uh, a professional dinker because she just dinks around oh, with everything. The slowest like, moving uh, humans Like y- ever. you're dinking again, yep. you're dinking, and she always is like, yeah, but I'm tired. And then literally 30 seconds later, she's doing 50 cartwheels in a row. <laughs> I'm like, wait a minute, I thought you were tired. She'll fall on the floor and be like, but I am. I'm like, yeah, you weren't five seconds ago, so come on, let's go, let's go. We keep pushing bedtime back further and further because she is wonderful at the art of dinking around. Well, I've learned that I just have to be so detailed in communicating because if I'm not, I take things for granted and they don't actually happen. For example, this was just like maybe a year or two ago, not, not, not that long ago, but I would tell him go shower, right? He would go shower and that would be the end of it. Well, one day I noticed he showered 
but he wasn't really clean, right? <laughs> and I'm like, do you wash when you're in the shower? No. What do you do in there? Play. Stand under the water. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, when you take a shower, you have to wash. So then a, a, another period of time goes by for a while where I would say, did you shower? Yes. Did you wash? Yes. Well, then we have another occurrence where I'm like, dude, you don't smell good. Did you wash? And he's like, yeah, I did. And I'm like, did you wash with soap? No. What? Yeah. Have you not been using soap this whole time? So he's just, he just gets the loofah, right? And just rubs his body with the loofah, doesn't even put soap on it. So now it's at the point where you have to be like, did you shower? And did you wash? And did you use soap? Yeah, this isn't... My gosh. This why, isn't why? 1883, okay? You can't just climb off in the creek. <laughs> right. Yeah, we have this incredible invention that's called soap and body wash. Yeah, I took it for granted that in the shower you would wash, and he, did, he clearly didn't. And then I took it for granted that when you washed, you would use soap, and he clearly didn't. And so that's what I'm talking about, where you have to be so detailed, and that's why you have to have a routine with children. Yeah. By the way, this is off topic, but have ever you any of you ever just sat there and thought about what? Because I I love a good western. Like I I westerns are great if they're done properly, and I'm fascinated by that time frame. But I find myself drifting off and into these wild scenarios that I put myself in of what it actually smelled like back then everywhere. Like what everyone and every entity smelled like in the great American West in the 1800s. Can you imagine? I know what I smell like, like two days. If there's a weekend where I'm like, no, same sweatpants on. I might, I might leave the house once or twice. I know what I smell like by the time that I get to Sunday. But now add, like, long wool and leather over everything. <laughs> well, the fact that, I mean, the fact that Main Street is probably covered in, in horse manure. Yep. You know, that, that kind of sets the tone anyway. So you're yeah. already, I mean, operating just from a, a general smell standpoint on, on horse poo. It was a treat to take and a And that bath. may be the best thing that was and on that, Main That's Street. right. That's right. And then... You go into the saloon, right, and you're probably hammering a couple whiskeys to, to somewhat take away your ability to, to, to be enhanced in the smell department. Yeah, I, I mean, and, and, like the toothbrush didn't even get a patent until 1857. So just general hygiene. <laughs> yeah, sorry. How about the brothels? That's a completely different... <laughs> path than what we were going i just i every time anyone brings up something about bathing in the old west i'm like god that had to be awful yeah that's that's a tough one but the doctor also came in like smoking a cigarette right and oh well that was like in the 80s and gave you cocaine and that's right at what point did the surgeon general come out and say hey smoking's bad for you what year was that Cause I, I, I swear I, feel I still like in remember. My childhood, like in my childhood, yeah, it was it, like you would go into places and like the dock would still be like hanging, like one would be just barely wet, like the filter, like hanging off the corner of his right. lip. 
while he's over there trying to give you your your physical for for, for basketball. He's taking a little rubber mallet and hitting you on the knee while his cigarette's dangling off of his lip. I, I can remember, like, as a child going to the grocery stores, and, and at the end of, like, every other grocery aisle, it had the, the ashtrays, right? Oh, my gosh, yes. Yeah, they were in McDonald's. Yeah, the, the like, little yeah, people metal smoked everywhere. tin ones. Everywhere. Wouldn't it be wild to just walk into McDonald's and you see people, like, picking up their groceries and grabbing some canned items, and they're just smoking a cig? Or when you could smoke on planes? I remember that. Ashtrays were just a common appearance everywhere. That Every car had an ashtray Every in the door. Car. Oh, yeah. They had that magic one. You could hit the little button, and it would open in the middle outward, and all the ashes would just fall down, and then it closed back together. <laughs> it looked like you were trying to light snakes in there because you never cleaned it out at all. Yeah, man. Ashtrays What a time everywhere. to be alive. I know, and now they're trying to outlaw Zins. They're trying to outlaw Zins now. I don't know if you guys saw that. The the uh, like the new version of the Skull Bandits. Yeah, they made a call today to try to outlaw those. Wow. Like, man. We used to be a proper country. No baths. Back in my day. No baths. Brothels. <laughs> no car seats. No seat belts. Yeah. Someone's trolling you to shoot them. Walk down to the end of the street with, with a dude that's got tuberculosis and just start that's right. firing on people left and right. And everything's good because you got a 10-star on. Oh, man. What a time. What a time. And on that note, it is time for the first time out of this show. I'm Colby Daniels. That is Jeremy Poplin along with Scott File. We do have John Holcomb coming up in the 5 o'clock hour as Oklahoma State gets ready for TCU inside Gallagher Iba Arena. That is an 8 o'clock tip, 7 o'clock pregame right here on your home for Cowboy Hoops in Tulsa, the Blitz 1170, and we are streaming on the Blitz 1170 app.